Welcome to a special edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast, DC Fandom Edition. I'm back for a few more panel recaps that happened over the last hour or so. The last one that I did was Wonder Woman 1984, and on this one, I'm going to be doing a panel recap of The Flash and the Suicide Squad, starting off with some highly anticipated information regarding this Flash movie, which I've talked about so many times over the last week or so, that has been put through production hell time and time again. There were directors that were on and off, and page one rewrites, screenwriters, Ezra Miller had a script at one point. Is this movie ever going to actually get made? And it seems like everything is headed towards the right direction, and it seems like Andy Muschietti really is going to be the director of this movie throughout the panel they were i felt like they were trying to convince us that andy muschetti is the right one to do this he has a great job of balancing fun and seriousness and action and adventure and basically trying to sell andy muschetti to the audience that this is the guy that's going to take us this is the guy don't worry he's going to be the one and you also had barbara muschetti and christina hudson the screenwriter for birds of prey along with writing the flash and also ezra miller who I have to say that they didn't address anything that happened in terms of what he what happened a few months ago with allegedly choking a woman out. They didn't talk about that. I don't know if they're really going to talk about that. I hope Warner Brothers actually does address that. But regarding the panel itself, they seem to hit a serious note, but also sometimes with Ezra Miller, they would try to kind of do these fun or, or trivia facts that were going on. And I just felt like it took out of the panel, even though it was only 10 minutes. And I think one of the big questions that was asked was, with these 10-minute panels that we got with The Flash that we're going to get with Black Adam, Shazam, and Aquaman, are they going to feel a little off because they're so short that you didn't get anything about with the fans and then get fan questions like we got with The Suicide Squad, which I'll talk about in a little bit, and also what we got with Wonder Woman 1984. And I think when you talk about Hall H panels, I think what The Flash really encased was kind of being that surprise panel where we're not in production yet, we're not in post-production, We there's nothing really to talk about other than what we have down on page and, 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 and concept art, which is what they showed us. And Christina Hudson talked about how this movie is going to be based off of the comic book Flashpoint, which is a highly regarded, highly well-known comic book about the Flash and time traveling and recreating the DC universe within the comic book world. And it also happened on the television shows in the Arrowverse with Grant Gustin. So it seems like this is going to be that actual plot device utilized in the DC universe. And it seems like this is going to, and like Christina Hudson was saying, that this movie is going to actually bring together the the multiverse and that this is going to set off a launch point of the the cinematic multiverse. And I thought that was pretty cool. And the fact that basically is confirming that we are going to get all these different worlds combined together. And throughout the panel, they showed footage of all these different movies throughout the DC world, including Christopher Reeves' Superman to the the Batman films with Michael Keaton, Val Kilmore, George Clooney, and also addressing the, the Batman, that there are multiple Batman in these universes to talk about. They also went through, surprisingly, 
the Watchmen, both the film and television series, maybe implying that those are also worlds that can be utilized and that you can go across and, and talk about. But the biggest stuff that came out of this, along with the quotes talking about this is going to jumpstart the, the multiverse, the cinematic multiverse, was the concept art, which is showcased from Eddie Muschietti that this Flash is going to have a completely brand new costume, which it, it, it was shadowed off. You couldn't really see the face, but you saw that there's going to be electricity running through it. It seemed more latex and more of a comic book faithful adaptation of the costume that we know from the comic books than what we got in the Justice League, which was more of a, it seems like a, a hand-built kind of more wiry Flash costume, which felt a little bit more off than what we've gotten in the television shows and in the comic books. And of course, the big one is also that Michael Keaton, or not really even Michael Keaton, but the Batman gives Barry this costume kind of hearkening off of what happened in the MCU in terms of Tony Stark being a mentor towards Barry Allen and of course kind of being this mentor to him giving him a new brand new costume and in the concept art it was confirmed and it was confirmed also a few days ago by Andy Muschietti that Michael Keaton is going to be in this movie and that you see that in the concept art that Barry and Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne and Batman are fighting off these goons together. So I think that is that is really the big takeaway from the actual panel itself. And then, of course, the news coming out that Ben Affleck is going to be a part of this. And they didn't address that right away because according to all the reports, Ben Affleck didn't really sign on until the last week or so. So I'm sure they recorded this thing weeks ago when DC Fandom was first announced. So I'm sure this is going to be something that is continued and advance over the next few weeks and next few months before they actually start shooting. They said they're still on track for a June 2022 release date. And I I think this is going to be something exciting. And and I think something that is really going to change the course of the DC universe. And again, they said this is going to be the first movie that addresses the multiverse. And I think this is kind of going to be something that changes the DC universe moving forward. And along with the panel for The Flash, there was a panel beforehand that preceded it that was called Panel 101 Explaining the Multiverse. And it was with Tiffany Smith as the moderator who did an exceptional job, as she always does, along with the creators of the Arrowverse, Walter Hermata, who is the president of DC Films, along with Jim Lee, who kind of does a lot of the, the comic books and, and oversees all of DCU entirely. And they really kind of talked about the stories that they can tell through with the multiverse and how they're able to kind of bring all these different factions together and kind of tie up and, and team up a lot of these he- heroes because of that multiverse. And some of the big tidbits that came in from the film side was that before the Batman panel is coming out at 8.30 here at Pacific, uh, Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, that the Batman is in its own separate universe and is in year two. So a lot of the reports that came out before this confirmed and, and were saying that Batman Bruce Wayne is going to be in the second year as the Cape Crusader, while also saying that that Batman is different from the universe that is in with the Justice League, specifically mentioning Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and, and The Flash, not really talking about Ray Fisher or Henry Cavill, and specifically also what we know of Ben Affleck, but they named those three specifically 
specifically. So it seems like they're, they are confirmed to be two entirely different universes together. And it was also confirmed that Grant Gustin's Flash, who if you've watched Crisis on Infinite Earths, confirmed that in that sequence that Barry Allen, Grant Gustin's Barry Allen, gives Ezra Miller's Barry Allen the name The Flash. That Ezra Miller's just is kind of the speedster who doesn't have a name, and Grant Gustin gives him it in the Crisis on Infinite Earths plot that that goes on in the CW. And they even confirmed that there could potentially be more television and movie crossovers that can happen in the future. So DC is really taking this big trick they have up their sleeve right now and applying it to their universes as of right now, in which when we know the MCU, it's really been this kind of singular story with these own spinoffs or standalone features that kind of have their own little adventures, but they know the big points, the big storyline is still being progressed in what we knew with the Infinity Saga and how it all tied up with Avengers Endgame. What it seems like DC is doing now is they're kind of saying, well, we can bring people together, but we can tell these stories as their own thing because they're in different universes. So it, it gives reason for why you would have a Joker kind of be its own standalone thing with Joaquin Phoenix's film that came out last year that it doesn't have to be involved in the Robert Pattinson universe or the Ben Affleck. is its own universe entirely. Same thing again with the Pattinson and with the Justice League universe and then what we could potentially get maybe with other films that come down the pipeline. Maybe a Bird's Prey is in its own universe entirely. It I think it, it helps develop and kind of again branch off into these original ideas that we have yet to really see and the flash i think is going to be the linchpin that kind of blows it all up and starts out on that point so it's going to be really exciting and and annie muschetti also said and we kind of heard about this when ben affleck was reported to come back as batman which i haven't reacted to yet i love that i love ben affleck playing the Batman. So to see him come back, whether it's a cameo or something else bigger, I'm excited for it. But when it comes to what the Flash is going to be and knowing that this is going to be Barry's story, I think they they explained it really well where it was that Batman lost his parents, Superman lost his world, Barry Allen has lost his family, but he has the power to go back and change that. And that is going to be kind of the crux of where the story kind of of goes off and, and, and is a launching pad for. So I'm excited for this. I think, again, we didn't get anything big, but I think we got enough where it leaves a lot of people wanting more and when they start shooting we'll get more information about this so this excites me Uh, again was the panel good it was okay the ending really kind of gave us i think a lot of what we were looking for with the concept art and, and what we were looking forward to and it seems like christina hudson who did the birds of prey screenplay she really has a great relationship working with annie muschetti it seems like and knows the property with the flash as well and the kind of story and the same thing goes for Barbara and Annie Muschietti, where they know the mindset of this character. And I think that's half the battle for a director coming into a big property like this, where you're invested with these characters. You you really do want to see where these characters go and take these journeys and see where audiences can connect with them. And I think that's what it seems like Muschietti is going to do. So a, a good panel, not great, not like Wonder Woman, I would say, or not even like what I'm about to talk about, the Suicide Squad, but a good enough panel nonetheless. And I think a give, give people what they wanted to see 
and confirmed some things along the way. And again, to see Michael Keaton come back, I don't know how he's going to look in that Batman costume, but nonetheless, at an even at an old age, I'm excited to see him back and kind of be able to acknowledge that all these other universes do exist, like the Burton Batman and, and the Reeve Batman and maybe the Brandon Routh Batman, but I think that Batman is his own thing as well. So it'll be exciting to see, but again, a good panel nonetheless. And the next thing that I want to move on to in terms of these panel recaps is the Suicide Squad, which had a 30-minute panel, and it was full of gloriousness James Gunn-isms that happened. It started out with James Gunn kind of introducing the film, introducing what he's been up to. He's in the editing bay, kind of cutting up the film right now, and he still has about less than a year or so left to go, so he has plenty of time. They finished wrapping principal photography before COVID happened, which is why it's right now Suicide Squad still has its release date of August 6, 2021. And once James Gunn was introduced, he went right off the bat and introduced the rest of the Suicide Squad cast that came along. And this was, I thought, a really interesting kind of way that they decided to go about introducing the Suicide Squad and having its own separate video and what was kind of like its own mini little lineup of what's to come with this movie. So I was really excited about it, and I'm excited to see where the rest of this cast goes but again a stat cast and, and this is the roll call per se of how James Gunn introduced these people so taking over for John Cena he will star as Peacemaker Captain Boomerang will once again be portrayed by Jai Courtney Sean Gunn will be portraying Weasel Nathan Fillion will be portraying TDK and then we have Blackguard which will be portrayed by Pete Davidson The Thinker will be played by Doctor Who actor Peter Capaldi Ming Ling Ni will be played by Mongal. Alison Braga will be playing Sol Soria. Then moving on, we have Steve Aggie playing King Shark. Idris Elba will be playing Bloodsport. That was a, a lot of speculation of who he would be playing after it was reported that he will not be taking over the Deadshot role that was occupied by Will Smith. Delena Melkor will be playing Ratcatcher 2. David... David Dashamish will be playing Polka Dot Man. He's been an Ant-Man in The Dark Knight, so he is no stranger to the comic book genre. Margot Robbie will be once again portraying Harley Quinn. Flua Borg will be playing Javelin. Michael Rooker, a James Gunn regular, will be playing Savant. Joel Kinnaman will be playing Rick Flagg once again. And Amanda Waller will be reprising her 2016 Suicide Squad role of Amanda Waller, who heads up Task Force X. And throughout the panel, really, it was just, I think, a great read of kind of the chemistry between both James Gunn and his cast and the cast as well and doing this kind of trivia game where they kind of laid out some really cool knowledge of knowing the the world of the Suicide Squad and when you hear James Gunn we already know he's invested in everything that he works on. We know that from his work with Guardians of the Galaxy, where he knows these characters, he knows the world, and he treats it with such respect and and love that we see that with the Suicide Squad. And he talks about, before he brought on the cast, of which comic books he was adapting it from it and talking about how this is going to be kind of a, a superhero or a comic book version of The Dirty Dozen. And he said he was really excited about writing 
the Harley Quinn character, which I think, again, given the rise of popularity with her and, and Margot Robbie playing that character, I think it is really exciting to see what kind of role she has. And then during this role call, it was really cool to see the, the outfits that these characters are going to be wearing. And I loved how before they revealed the cast itself or the cast member they would be playing, they would come out with like a comic book character of the version of that character and then see what the live action version of that will be like. And it seemed pretty spot on accurate from going from page to screen. So that seemed really, really, really exciting. And they, an interesting aspect as well that James Gunn pointed out was that this film is going to have more explosions than any Marvel film combined, MCU film, he specifically said. So when you think about Avengers or Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, the Captain America movies, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to have more explosions than those films I just named combined together. So that was really kind of a, an eyebrow raiser of this is going to be a, a, a bad shit kind of crazy time that's happening. And he he even said, James Gunn, that this was the best cast he's ever worked with. And again, talking about that trivia game they played, it was just kind of all over the place. Even James Gunn was saying, you know, what we don't have any score going on but they're just playing having fun and i thought they brought a really great kind of panel which was again just kind of interactive they had some great fan questions that came out some surprises that came out from storm reed who was a part of the cast but wasn't involved in the answers but gave out a few questions as well so they kind of sprinkled in a little bit more of who these characters are, are going to be playing as well and it was it just it was a really kind of fun laid-back panel and exactly what I was picturing James Gunn to kind of bring to the table what I expected the rest of the cast to bring to the table. So all around, it, it was a really, really fun time. And I'm looking through the rest of the cast right now because there were a few that I did miss out on that I wanted to go over real quick. And one of those is going to be Storm Reed, who is playing Talia. You have Jenny Holland, who's playing Amelia Harcourt. And Susio Joaquin, who is playing Mayor General Mateo Suarez. And he was the one who also gave one of the questions as well. So that's really the main cast for the Suicide Squad. And then, of course, at the very end, like we got with the Wonder Woman 84 panel, we got some exclusive footage. And this wasn't a trailer, which is what I was expecting, but it wasn't that because they are still a year out. And I'm sure James Gunn still has effects he needs to get done and to get through. But he did come in with some behind the scenes footage. And it really, I think, gave a great idea for what we're going to get with this movie, which kind of basically fell in line with what James Gunn was talking about during the panel, which was just explosions everywhere, just fights happening all the way around. It seems like Margot Robbie's really getting down and dirty once again as Harley Quinn with those fight sequences. Everyone looks like they're just having a blast. The, the, the costumes look comic book accurate. John Cena looks like he's just having a, a ball. So is Idris Elba. And it just seemed like a, a fun time. And, and during the, the footage and the BTS that was being shown, they had commentary of, of the feel of what we're going to get with this film. And one of the producers came in and talked about this and basically had to say this about it, saying that it's a, a 1970s war film mixed in with the humor and the heart of a James Gunn movie. So I'm really excited about that. And basically, when I think about that, I think about Guardians of the Galaxy, where that was a space opera in the vein of a Star Wars mixed in with the humor and heart of James Gunn. So basically, take out the sci-fi, put in the 70s war film, 
and you basically are getting kind of a film like that not not in terms of like it's going to be exactly like that but that heart that humor what we know James Gunn to do and attributing it to this it just seems like a fun time and again he brings that experience that he knows from making two major motion pictures and he brings it to this and so he knows how to handle these big productions these budgets a big cast like this and so it just looks like a, such a fun fun time and I think when we get our actual first trailers for this, I think it'll creep up there in terms of anticipation for me. This is already something that I'm, I've been looking forward to, and it seems right up James Gunn's alley where we know what David Ayer's Suicide Squad was, what it could have been, and what Warner Brothers, I think, was really going for, where they wanted to make it more of like a Guardians type of feel with these antagonists or anti-heroes in a way. And it didn't really kind of work out all that well, but Suicide Squad always felt like something that James Gunn could have done well, and it seems like he's doing it the way we envisioned him to do it, being very comic book accurate, but involving the things that he loves to do on a set and in a movie, along with being the screenwriter for this. So this this was a, a really, really fun time. I, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And two, again, I think this, this one, the Suicide Squad and the Wonder Woman 84 panel were the best ones so far. There were a few additional panels that happened as well, but I'm really just kind of covering the movie panels so far. And the next ones that I will be covering are coming up in just a few hours. We have the, the Zack Snyder Justice League cut, which a lot of people are really looking forward to. And Black Adam will be the next two panels that I cover. But that's going to do for this special edition of the Samba Cell Podcast, guys. Which which panels have you liked so far? Did you like the Wonder Woman 84 panel more than the Flash of Suicide Squad or vice versa in any one of, the, of those orders? Let me know down below and leave your thoughts. But thanks for tuning in to this special edition. Be sure to check back in in a few hours and I'll have stuff for the Snyder Cut of Justice League and Black Adam in just a few hours. So keep on screening and stay tuned.